Bro, but seriously, we get Brad off, I'm jumping. Ch- We're here on the Undrafted with another episode of No Cap with your host, Double S. How are you, mate? Fantastic, Oracle. How are you, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. Had a pretty busy morning this morning. Really? Yeah. Where were you? Flew down the M4, down to the foot of the mountains. The Penny Panthers, eh? The Penny Panthers. The competition leaders. The eventual winners of the Premiership this year. Hopefully. How's the vibe? How's the mood down there? Bro, it's the funniest vibe. It's the best. Nothing beats that winning feeling. They can't stop. That's the crazy thing. Like, they had a reserve grade team out there against the Tigers. Was it really a reserve grade team? You bloody said it was a reserve grade team last week. Bro, the only two reserve grade players in that team were the uh, halfback and 5'8". Once again, you bloody said they were a reserve grade team. And they still managed to beat the West Tigers, which I find funny because the West Tigers coach came out and goes, it was disrespectful to rest seven of their superstars. Habib win the game. Don't come out and say that and lose. That's a fair point. But yeah, so everything's good over there, eh? Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, everything's pretty sweet at uh, Tiger Town too. Okay, yeah, what's going on? Was it sweet? They lost. They lost, but I was at their captain's run. Ah. Caught up with uh, old mate Jacko, Jacko Hastings. Ah. What did he say? What did you get up to? Well, we just had a little conversation. His little mate from Wigan scored seven tries on the weekend. That's right, Bevan French. Yeah, we're mutual friends, me and him. Does he know that? Yeah. Fucking know if he yeah, does. Yeah, call him. Call him right now. Don't have his number. <laughs> but if you tell him who's your number one massage therapist, he'll point at me. Fair enough. Speaking of England, Victor Adley's come out this week. And apparently he's chosen England. And he's going to go play for England for his father. Why wouldn't you? I doubt he was getting selected for Kangaroo. He was. Mal Meninga came out and said he was in the squad. He would have been in the squad. Mal Meninga's a lion. No, 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 no. Stop it, stop it. He would have been in the squad for the Kangaroos. Now and Freddie are two coaches that will bluff to your face. Do you know them personally or something? No, but, bruv, like, when you've got... Who's the 13 for Queensland? Patrick uh, Carrigan? No, no, Tina Fusawalawi. Did I say that right? Who's the 13 for New South Wales? Isaiah Yo. Who's the sub-13 for New South Wales? Cameron Murray? Where, where are you going to put uh, Victor Radley? Let him go play for the mother country. Which 13's won the most premierships in the last five years? Victor Radley. Okay. So Victor Radley hasn't been available for New South Wales because of suspensions. And two and ACL injuries. Okay, so what are you talking about? People in front of him. Of course there's people in front of him because he's been out. He got selected in the squad for game two. But he so didn't obviously, play. So obviously, yeah, he didn't play because he hadn't played since round 10. It was out of respect and out of decency. You don't play him before he plays for his club. Now, he left him out in game three because I guess he wanted to go with the same team that won game two. My point is, if Victor Radley was healthy next year, he was going to play game one 2023, no doubt. Now that opportunity is going to be gone because he's playing for a tier one country in England. That's it. You're stuck with England for the rest of your life. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I think... For him, 
do what you got to do, but I think he should have just he should have just stuck with. Hasn't he already donned the Australian jersey once? I think he's played for Australia. I'm not too sure. There about we go. That. That's it. It's not the point. He should have played Origin first before donning the England jersey. I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, Mal Meninga came out. You're talking about Mal Meninga. He came out and said something interesting. He goes, he should play for New South Wales and England. Like, if you're eligible for origin, it should not matter which country you see, end up playing for. Sorry. See, I don't like them breaking that rule now. No, no, no. Because no, no, no. they, they, they weren't able to break it for Benji Marshall and Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, but that's a different time. This is a different time right now. I don't care if Victor plays for England. That's all good. But he's eligible for New South Wales. And like Mal Meninga said, I don't know why there's an issue with changing that rule now. They've got to change the rule. If you're eligible to play for New South Wales or Queensland, it should not matter which country you play for. People coming out and saying that the, the passion for Australia has been lost or to play for the Kangaroos is lost, it was lost 30 years ago or nearly 30 years ago after the Kangaroo Tour in 1994. As soon as Super League hit after that, the prestige and the honour to play for the Kangaroos went out the window because for the last nearly 30 years, the media... The players, former players, have put Origin as the pinnacle of the game. Yes or no? Yes. So they've done that and they've said this for nearly 30 years. And now you want to question someone playing for their country when it's not even the highest honour. It's not. It's not the pinnacle of the sport. No, it's not. And now there's a chance to make it the pinnacle of the sport. International Rugby League has a chance right now to become the biggest thing. But now, all of a sudden, Tonga beat Australia. So now, the, they want to attack everyone that chooses to play for Tonga or Samoa or for Lebanon or for England. Now, we've got to attack them because Australia's under threat. I still think they're the number one team. But in their mind, they started, you know, shitting themselves. I'm just sticking to the point about what's the highest honour in, in rugby league today. It's still origin. Yeah, it is. We saw it in Game 3. It was one of the greatest games, probably the greatest game in recent history. So I hope the rules change. Hopefully. If anyone can change the rules, it's Mal Meninga. I'd love to say Tal Malolo play for Queensland. Be great. You want to make it harder for New South Wales to to win the series, eh? I want the best game possible without being an all-star game. I want it to be the best game. You can have passion for your state and have passion for your family's heritage. What's wrong with that? You're representing where you came from and you're representing where your parents came from. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Get out of here. Uh, moving on. More uh, coaching merry-go-round, eh? I feel like you got something to say. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of like hearing it every single week and seeing it on fan pages and social media. This coach going here, this coach is under pressure. We need something to talk about, Oracle. There's a million things to talk about besides coaches moving here and coaches moving there. Someone has to be in the firing line. It was the Tigers for a few weeks. It was the Bulldogs. Now, well, the Bulldogs haven't settled, but the Tigers are settled now. They've got their coaching procession for can the next you, five years. Can you speak to your mate Gus and tell him to pick his coach already? No. No, he doesn't have to. Who are you? I'm a fan. So what? Do you run the club? No. All you care about is winning now. He cares about winning down the track. Take his time. My point is, they've got to find anyone. Everyone's got to find something to talk about. So they've done the Tigers, they've done the Bulldogs. Now it's time for you. Just said the Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
they put it on themselves when they said they want to have a board meet in, in the middle of, or three quarters of the way through the year. Hey, who the hell does that? They're in the eight or at the door of the eight, and they want to review now. And the next coach that's in the, uh, the firing line. What's your opinion? Oh, this is not opinions with uh, double S. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you think you're going to get away with it? Almost did. Almost did, brother. Almost well, you did. brought it up. What do um, you think? My opinion is, look, he's doing an okay job. He's, I don't you think said, that... No, 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 stop. Listen, I'm sick and tired of you becoming a political analyst as soon as we start the podcast. What did you say about Griffin before? That, like, he... He's not a very good coach yes. at the Dragons. Yes, you, that's what you said. Don't change your mind. Why is he a bad coach? I feel like he's not making the right selections in some of his positions and not disciplining some of his players that are overplaying their hand and not performing well. If they were near the bottom, I'd agree with you. But to be honest, their ceiling is so low. It's but they're near the reaching bottom. it, though. But they're way above that. It's so low. It's near the bottom of the ladder that they're way above it right now. So he's doing a pretty good job to be in contention for the eight at this point. To me. But we don't talk about our, my favourite club, the Sydney Roosters, who are around the same position. Bruv, they won, a comp talk- two, they won a comp two years ago. So now you're changing the rules and for whether someone's having a good season or a bad season. I get that. The Roosters have the highest standards. So where the Roosters are right now is not a good thing. Whereas the Dragons' standards are so low, where they are right now, which is similar, they're doing pretty good. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. But um, you still think he's a bad coach anyway? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I like to hate. Parramatta, they're shopping around, or someone's shopping around Brad after Taylor Clark. <laughs> Someone is shopping this bloke around. He's got no clue, apparently. So. Apparently he's moved his team to Gosford for mental health. Um, issues and well, to no, get out of well, to create his well, own bubble. Listen, he did that last year. They lost about seven in a row, and then it might they might win seven in a row this time. I don't don't want to begrudge what he's doing there. It didn't work last year, but but yeah, someone shopping Brad Arthur around. Apparently, the Bulldogs were asked about Brad Arthur if they'd be interested. Uh, your thoughts? Well, as a Bulldogs fan, I'm looking at disowning the entire club <laughs> if they go down this way. I've worked under Brad Arthur in 2019. I'm happy to say he's a great coach then. He he knows what he's doing with his local club. Leave him at his local club, seven minutes from home, and leave him at Para. Para know what they're doing. Don't don't go interfering in Para's business. But he doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay at Para. And then leave him there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm happy with Para not winning a comp, but always making the top eight. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you. But at the same time, whoever's shopping him around, and apparently it's his management, they must have a feeling that Parramatta don't want to keep him unless he wins the comp. Well, bro, he's extended for two uh, another year or two. Oh, hold up. I'm just saying that they're looking out for his best interests in a way because if he leaves Para on a bad note and he doesn't have something lined up, It'd be very hard to get back in. Even though he's got a good, pretty good record the last couple of years, consistent finals appearances, there's obviously... Well, I'm gonna, I mean, you can laugh, but that's the truth. Yeah. Whereas we've got multiple nearly wooden spoon seasons, if not wooden spoon seasons at the Bulldogs. But that club did have that as well. 
but he got him out of it. Right, so as, I, I'm not a fan of Brad Arthur's, but I acknowledge that he's done a great job there. I have to. But like I said, his management must know that Parramatta are ready to let him go if he doesn't win the premiership. 150%. I don't think he's going to go to the Bulldogs. I hope not. Bruv, Belmore would look different without me there. We'll leave it for another conversation. Anything else that's bugged you? No, nah, that's it for, yep. for the week. All right, we're on the road to the finals, obviously. Uh, over the weekend, some interesting There's games that happened. Six or seven games to go. Who's looking the best heading into the final series this year? I think it's got to be Penrith, right? Th- that's right. They've got the health. They've got the depth. They've got the premiership experience. And they've got the motivation to go back-to-back. Who's stopping them? Um, I would like to think that... Parramatta did it once this year, but again, I'm not a fan of Paris, so I'm not going to pick them. So I'm going to go with the mighty North Queensland Cowboys. Your team, all year. All year. Second, running second. Do you think they're looking pretty good, eh, going yeah. into the finals? Tenacious Tommy, Chad Townsend, Chatty Boy. I, w- I would have... Um, all Chatty Boy needs is um, his uh, brother-in-law at lock from Penrith. And Who's his, his brother-in-law? Scotty Sorensen. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> How do you know these things? It's called doing your homework. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, yeah. I was going to say, uh, as dumb as this may sound, but I was going to say the Roosters look pretty good, especially the way they belted St. George on the weekend. Like, yeah. like Joey Manu at 5'8 is unbelievable. But now they've would he lost... Be li- would he be lining up this week? Sorry? Would Joey be lining up this week? For the Roosters. What do you mean by that, but Didn't he come off with cramps? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a minor thing. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I would have said the Sydney Roosters are looking pretty good, but now they've lost Tupanua and they've lost Billy Smith to ACLs for the rest of the year. This is his third ACL injury and he's only 22. Billy Smith. Yeah, he's got yeah. Bad, very, very bad luck. It's a shit go for him. He's thinking about early retirement. I don't know about that, to be honest. I think he's still determined. But they get Kiri and Maria Hargraves back this week. So I think the only dilemma they've got is do they play better with Kiri at 5'8 or do they play better with Manu at 5'8? But then where do you play um, Kiri? Uh, that's, I'm just saying, that's probably the bit of the dilemma. But I think they'll figure it out. They've had a weird season. Like They've shown glimpses of brilliance, but I don't know why they're just outside the 8 or in just in the 8. Like Why are they around there? But anyway, we won't talk about them today. Fair enough. Who's looking the worst heading into the finals as well? That's what I wanted to ask. Who's looking worse for where? The worst. Can I start? Yeah. I think it's the I think it's the Melbourne Storm. I agree. They've got a horror injury run. They've had, you know, Brandon Smith doing what he did to the refs the other week. Like they're just having one of them weird seasons they don't usually have. They've lost three in a row. Is that correct? Yep. They haven't done that since twenty fifteen. So it's like they they look like they're on the worst run they've had in Bellamy's time. But then again, when you doubt the storm, you rue the day that you you doubted the storm. Put it that way. I think the the more doubters and haters that Melbourne are getting uh, as the weeks, yeah, and they're still in the top four. Remember that, you know, it's not like they're fucking going shit. <laughs> like we're treating them like they're coming like near the last or coming outside or they've got no chance to make the eight. They're top four still. Well, 
Well, take a look. If they lose this week, the team that's coming seventh might be coming fourth. It's just weird, man. But do you know who's actually playing the surprise card coming into the finals? The Raiders. Yeah, they've been good. They're still in the hunt for the eight. They've lost games this year they should have won. It's the same story with the Raiders, like, nearly every year. So, yeah, no, I'm not doubting them for a second. But, yeah, like, who who's looking the worst for you? Anyone other than the Storm? Look, yes, Parramatta. Because Parramatta, if they don't finish in the top four, they run the risk of first week in the finals, they lose that they're out. And that's not a good look. Last year, they made second round of the finals. And that's only because they were in the top four. The Seagulls are looking good without Turbo. They've looked way better than I thought. I thought they'd struggle to get to the eight. They are really playing well. I want to give credit to the show-off in that team, Garrick. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Why is he show-off? Uh, i got my own reasons I can't say on the podcast. Fair um, enough. Um, he's doing pretty well at fullback. Fair enough. All right, so that's what it looks like at the moment. Obviously, injuries are going to come into play, suspensions... We've seen it happen in the last couple of years. I really don't know how Penrith doesn't win the title this year. Just in all honesty, unless they have a big injury toll, even then they'll still be challenging. But, like, it's going to be hard to knock them off. That's so true. Their players from 1 to 30 are all fit and firing. They're just uh, in a really good place right now. All right, we'll come back and we'll give our tips for round 19. All right, we're back, and it's round 19. It's going to be another wet weather weekend of footy, I reckon, in, especially if you're in Sydney. Uh, we kick off in Sydney, Combank Stadium, Thursday night football, Parramatta versus the Brisbane Broncos, big match. And Parramatta get their superstar locked back, Mr. Ryan Madison. Ryan Madison, who's back from injury. Injury, injury. Not what you were going to fucking say last week, whatever the no, fuck no. that was. He didn't even go to that one. Just, um, who wins? I think Parramatta will win at home. I'm going to go with Parramatta due to Ryan Madison's in the side. It's a big match because winner could possibly grab a top four spot. Friday night, St. George Illawarra versus Manly Seagulls from Cogra. Um, I'm going to go with the Manly Seagulls. The Manly Seagulls. The Manly Seagulls. I'm going to go Manly too, I think. Uh, but St. George could pull something out of the arse, honestly. They're that kind of team. Remember they smashed fucking Souths? No one yes. picked them? Yes. They smashed them at Cogra. They've got that in them. You want to change your tip? No, I'm not scared. <laughs> Later that I night. I was seven from eight last week. All right, superstar. Uh, Friday night, Knights versus the Roosters from Newcastle. This is going to be an easy one. The Sydney Roosters. Should be easy. It might be a tough game, but Roosters should win this one. Super Saturday kicks off with the Canberra Raiders versus the Warriors from GIO Stadium. This should be a great game. I'm going to go with the Canberra Raiders. They're very hard to beat at GIO Stadium in Canberra. I just think Canberra's got more to play for. Surely. Like, surely they pull up here. They're capable of losing this one too. Also, for that game, Reese Walsh bench. So, interesting. Who's um, their coach? Stacey Jones. I think he's seen the true colours of and the attitude of the superstar. I just think he doesn't want to play him because he's going to Brisbane. 
Penrith versus Cronulla is the second game of Super Saturday from Bluebet Stadium in Penrith. Should be another good game. It's going to be a wet game, but Penrith get, I think, all their players back. Yes, we haven't worked that one out yet, but they should. They're seven Origin players. They should. Yeah, Penrith. 100%. Last game, Super Saturday, it's the Rabbitohs versus Storm from Homebush. Another big game. Um, I'm going to go with the South Sydney Rabbitohs at home due to Melbourne really need to lose four in a row to create some new record, a new losing record for themselves. They've got a lot of injuries to Melbourne Storm to the outside backs. Yeah. A lot Xavier, of injuries. Xavier Coates, Rima Smith, Ryan Pappenhausen, um, the list goes on. Yeah, so far, man, this is a tough one. I I'll pick Melbourne just... I think they're going to respond. They're not going to lose four in a row. Surely not. Against uh, a superstar, Latrell Mitchell. He's on fire. Latrell's on fire. I'll admit that. Uh, Sunday afternoon from Combank, it's the Bulldogs versus the Titans. Otherwise known as Burden versus Tino. Round two. Fight. Uh, Who wins? Um, I'm going to pick Canterbury with this one. Yeah, I'll pick the Dogs too with confidence here. Yep. Should win. Uh, last game of the round, North Queensland versus the West Tigers. North Queensland at home, surely specials. I hope Todd Payton sends his team and se- makes them send a message. To? The West Tigers. The hell, why? Bruv, he's let go of a good young coach out of his system. Oh my god, you're talking about five years ago. Oh my god. Payback, bitch. Ah, oh, man. That's the games. That's the tips. Yeah. Uh, before we go, um, as always, Oracle, what have we learnt? That the Oracle doesn't always know what he's talking about when it comes to coaching merry-go-rounds. We're learning that the media loves to spin shit. Yes. And social media loves to feed on people's emotions. Preach. And um, don't believe everything that you read. That's right. Any more? No. Wise words, Oracle. Word of the Oracle once again. I would like to wish all the teams this week going into the round all the best. Please look after your bodies and look after each other. Thank you. Thanks, Oracle. Appreciate that one. See you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, everyone. That's the podcast. Uh, enjoy the footy this weekend. It's going to be a wet one. And uh, we'll see you next week, eh? Take care.